Welcome to another edition of On the Inside Track. Have you ever wondered how a person became who they are today? How did they come to certain beliefs? How did they choose a particular path? Who or what influenced the person they are now? Join me, Debbie Hazelton, on the Inside Track as one-on-one my guests and I explore defining moments from there to here on the Inside Track. All right. Well, hello there. I am thrilled to be doing this. And I was reminded at convention that this was long overdue and uh, it was never intentional. But Michael Garrett and I had a really good talk many years ago when I was doing the Relationship Connection show. And he reminded me that I had said I wanted to have him on one of these shows and so this is a great one because this on the inside track is an opportunity for us to learn from you Michael about defining moments in your life defining moments that have brought you from there wherever there was to here wherever here is and I know that relationships are a huge part of that, but I think there are other things that are also real important in that. So, oh, welcome. I'm really happy we're doing this. Thank you. Good to be here. You only had to twist my arm slightly. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Michael, uh, I would love for you to share some things about your journey, some things that have added to who you are today. Some of the things that have have, uh, brought me throughout the years. Mm-hmm. Let, me, let me share with you some of the things that I've observed over the years regarding relationships and, uh-huh. and things that have become principles, I suppose. You know, sure. Observations sometimes turn into principles that you, you learn along the way. Uh-huh. I'm a, I'm a strong believer that that life experiences are meant to teach you teach you not necessarily for you, for you to experience and forget. And if you're not learning as you go, then you know you're kind of wasting <laughs> wasting uh-huh. time or, okay. or wasting those those learning experiences. So I I think I think life is meant to teach us and to show us things. So. So, you know, I, I, I learned a, a long time ago that people uh, are, are made to be in relationships. We're, we're made, we're social beings. And, mm-hmm. and no matter where you go, you're going to have to deal with people. You're going to have to be able to learn how to deal with certain situations and not everybody is going to treat you the same. Not everybody's going to love you and not everybody's going to react to you the same. So you have to learn some adaptation yourself. So who taught you some of those things? Those sound like those are important tenets 
by which you live and you share those with other people. How did you come about learning those? Well, combination of people. Uh, when I was a, a, a little tyke, I liked hanging out with older people. Uh-huh. Uh, my my mother was a good, good, great teacher. My grandfather, oh man, we had we had some really good conversations. My grandfather was a he was he was not well educated, but he I just enjoyed watching him interact with other people, mm-hmm. and and younger people would come to my grandfather and and want him to help them uh, in some of the decisions that they had to make, some of the choices that they were confronted with. And he was, he was a great man of wisdom. So I learned a lot from him. And then uh, some of my older friends, uh, you know, friends tend to lead you down some paths that you shouldn't go to. But mm-hmm. <laughs> But but that goes back to that learning process. I learned, oh, maybe I shouldn't do that, or you know, or you do do a few things that you probably shouldn't do. But you learn from those experiences. So I, I had a I had a wide variety of older people who taught me some life lessons at an early age. Can you remember times when it was? hard at all where somebody really had to talk with you about learning to do things or understand in new ways? Well, let me put it this way. I had, I had this older friend who would from time to time bar me, for, for lack of a better term, bar me from hanging out with him. Mm. And that was that was hard because I was mind you uh, I was uh, I was sent away to school uh, to school for the blind and you know I had an older brother so and he and I were, were fairly close when we were young and so this this guy kind of took me under his wing but I don't know maybe I wasn't uh, acting right or uh, misbehaving or something, but he would say, you know, until you get your act together, you can't hang out with me. <laughs> not your brother, but the other guy? Or yeah, your the other guy. Okay. No, not, the, not my brother. Uh-huh. I didn't pay any attention to him. <laughs> <laughs> so this guy, though, did tell you he wanted you to learn to do a better job with how you right. were interacting. Right. And... Uh, but you said your brother, and so could this other guy see? No. No, he was blind as well. And how about your brother? Yeah, oh, yeah, my brother was sighted. Was, is sighted, okay. Interesting. But the guy who told you you can't hang with us was also blind. Yes. And so that wasn't, you weren't just excluded because you were the little blind boy. He wanted you to act and behave, communicate differently, it sounds like. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gave you something to think about, didn't it? It sure did. I, <laughs> I spent a lot of time, I spent a lot of time by myself and uh, thinking about things and, and, uh, and then observing other people. So mm-hmm. that, that's kind of 
where life started to lead me. And, and as, as I saw people uh, interacting, uh, relationships breaking up, uh, uh, people not getting along with each other, I began to wonder why. Well, where's the breakdown? What's what's the what what's the what's the problem? And uh, it took me some time to come up with some some basic principles that I think are important in, in generally any kind of relationship, but especially in in close relationships. Mm-hmm. Do you want to share what some of those are? Well, sure. I think that the the basic principles, and, and people have probably heard these all, uh, all through their lives, but I think they still are relevant. Communication, mutual respect, mm-hmm. and trust. Mm-hmm. And those are undergirded by another one, and that is honesty. Mm-hmm. You, honest communication, an honest Mutual, mutual respect and honesty and trust. We can go deeper into those and we can talk about how they manifest themselves in, in all types of relationships. But I think, I think those are the, the primary principles that if you're going to have a successful relationship, you have to have open and honest communication. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And well, yeah. That runs the gamut between any in any kind of relationship, you know, communication. You know, people say things. Uh, I, I had this friend who says things in order to push push the situation down the road mm-hmm. when uh, a, a true comment, a comment, a real comment uh, that addresses the issue would serve the situation better. Okay. Okay. But, but, but by making an offhand comment, the situation gets pushed down the road or it inflames the other person. Mm-hmm. So that's a case where they're not being honest in a way that would help them and everyone else if they could find another way to say what they really mean. Exactly. Exactly, and 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 then another common thing I I I hear is people ask questions, and they make assumptions that I'll ask it this way, and and I'll get the answer. But what we have to learn is to ask questions that will produce the answer that you want. Mm-hmm. We don't ask the right questions. Okay. It, it's all in the approach. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like those are some things that you've spent a lot of time learning, thinking about, and helping other people to understand. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, and I've, I've watched it. I've seen it. And, 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 I'm, and I'm always pointing that out to Especially, well, of course, I can I can point those things out to Peggy because mm-hmm. if it's in a situation where uh, you know we're 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 
hearing something and, and we're, we're talking and I can share those things with her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> did you, did you hear that person ask that question? And they didn't really, they didn't really mean to ask that question because they wanted a different kind of answer. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes when somebody will ask me a question, I will literally answer the question the way they asked it on uh-huh. purpose because, because, even knowing that that they really wanted a different answer, but and I can't an example. I anticipated you asking. I can't, can't think, think of an, an example, example right now. Mm-hmm. Well, I do know that sometimes people really just don't say what they mean, whether it's a question or a statement. I remember. Uh, a time when I had my wisdom teeth out, and I was, I was in pain. But more than anything, I was feeling really emotional, really depressed. I think I had maybe too much medication or something. But I remember being really lonely, and I called somebody that I really valued a lot. And they said, oh, just take some aspirin. And I remember feeling like I did not get what I wanted or needed. But I talked only about the physical thing I was feeling. And when she said, take aspirin, later on, I realized what I had done and what had happened. And I thought, you know, there should almost be a a cartoon that would have a different voice coming out of another part of the person, like out of the stomach or out of the heart that says, you know, I need attention or I need you to listen to me. And then to hear take aspirin was totally not, you know, was totally not what that voice coming out of the heart or out of deep inside would have wanted to hear. But but no one could know that because I wasn't saying what I really needed. That's a great example. That's <laughs> a great example. I've heard it said that behind every question is a statement. And I think a lot of times people hide behind questions. Yeah, I think they do. But... Sometimes uh, questions are meant to probe a little bit mm-hmm. in a in a in a in a an effort to get to know the person. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm a, I like I like to I like to ask questions. Sometimes I don't ask all of the right questions, but but in my career as an analyst. There were, I learned to put uh, some some basic priorities down. Here are the things that you want to know. And and so I transferred those into uh, trying to learn people. Mm-hmm. And there are certain questions that you want to know, certain aspects of life that you want to know about this person. Who is that person? Mm-hmm. You know, and what makes them tick? Why do you do certain things? Uh, why did you make that decision? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, why did you choose the career you, you chose? Why did you choose to go 
to the school you, you went to, <laughs> you know, basic, just to, just to know what that person, who that person is, uh, what motivates them, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Impressions, first impressions sometimes can be misleading. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes first impressions can be intriguing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they would. Uh, it, one of the lessons I learned too about first impressions was there was this time when my grandson was uh, playing basketball in high school, and he was not getting along with the head coach. So I went over to the school and wanted to find out why my grandson wasn't playing varsity basketball. It's because he was good. And uh, I made the snap observation that the coach is not a person, this coach is not a person I could hang out with and call him my bosom buddy, but I had to respect the things that he said, mm-hmm. which was accurate to, mm-hmm. a, to a degree. But I later decided that, you know, I may have been a little hasty on that first impression because I didn't know enough about him. He and I could have could have become good friends, especially based on the fact that he told me some things about his his job and the relationship he had with his players that I respected. Mm-hmm. So there, I was hasty in in making the judgment that we couldn't have been friends, uh, and because I didn't know him. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes first impressions can be accurate, but sometimes they can be misleading. Mm-hmm. So you said that you're an analyst. What kind of an analyst are you? Uh, my career, I was uh, uh, an investment analyst. Okay. But I'm, I'm retired now. Uh-huh. Okay. 28, 28 years of, of uh, analyzing companies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of work. That's a lot of concentration and focus. And yet I think of you as a people person. I think of you as one who uh, really, I've seen you a lot more in, in ACB, really. That's my experience of you. But I see you as someone who, you know, is really looking at and cares a lot about ACB and about people. That's exactly right. Mm-hmm. That's one of the reasons that I, I I hang around ACB is because of the people. Mm-hmm. I was I was impressed when I first uh, my first convention. I, I was impressed uh, with the people, and I said, uh, "How are these blind people doing these things?" <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, it made me it made me. Uh, made me want to know more, made me want to be uh, more involved. And the more I learned about people, the people of ACP, you know, uh, it, it, it really has become sort of a, a family, you know, mm-hmm. because you, 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 you come back every year, you, you, you see people that uh, uh, you haven't seen in a, in a year, if, if we're not communicating uh, throughout the year. Uh, it's just good to to hang out, to talk with folks, to to 
see where they are, what they're up to, uh, to encourage folks or to gain some encouragement, and then to work with folks. You know, that see, I, is, see you, uh, I see you doing that all year, though. I see you and Peggy both as people who work with all of us and, and ACB throughout the year. You mentioned that caring Mm-hmm. And, and that emotional thing yeah. you had, that is important because life as a blind person uh, is, is it, it can be it can be difficult, mm-hmm. uh, it can be a little bit different, and we need each other. Well, we really do. I think we we need each other. Yeah. I think that's, that's true for human beings and it's definitely true for people who are blind and, you know, I mean, we definitely, uh, we definitely do. And um, yeah, I think, uh, so how long has it been that you've been around ACB? Approximately, let's say about 27, 28 years. Mm -hmm. Okay. And when or where did you meet Peggy? Well, we met at an ACB convention. (laughs) (laughs) I've heard that so many times. Oh, my gosh. Yes. (laughs) Which one was it? Uh, 1998 in Orlando. Oh, okay. I think I was there. Yep. Yeah, we we met there and... And uh, became friends later, and and started working together on the multicultural affairs committee. Mm-hmm. And, oh. uh, that's how we got got amazing? close. Mm-hmm. And, and I remember, I remember, uh, we decided that we wanted to uh, have more interaction with the board of directors. So, and this was before we got married. So we went to uh, uh, the president at the time, I think it was Chris Gray, mm-hmm. and wanted to engage the board more. That was our first real collaboration. Mm. Together and, or with, uh, with others? Together. Oh, wow. Together. You know, we, we came up with that conclusion and we said, you know, well, let's go talk to, let's go talk to, to Chris. You know, because you know, I don't, I don't, I don't, I'll, I'll talk to just about anybody. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. So let's go see, let's go see what Chris says. You know, and he, he was, he was very, uh, uh, you know, uh, accommodating and and trying to encourage the board to participate with uh, with with uh, with our group and and or with the committee and uh, and. I thought it was successful that I, I thought, you know, hmm, we might have something here. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I might need to work with her on some other projects. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So that was a real beginning. And, um, and so you really stayed with that ever since, huh? Yeah, well, it, it it led to a development of our relationship, and then uh, and then it, of course, you know, from 
for many years I've, I've served on the committee and, uh, and hopefully we've made a difference, you know, in, in, in broadening the scope of ACB and, uh, or she certainly has made a difference in my life. I'll put oh, it that way. That's so, so sweet. That's so sweet. <laughs> so, Okay. Now I don't really know. Um, do you do you have children or? Oh yes, we have lots of children. Everybody, right? <laughs> Everybody <laughs> everywhere, right? <laughs> well, we 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 have five children. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eleven and a half grandchildren. Mm. And four great grandchildren. Oh wow! How exciting! <laughs> How sweet! Oh my god! Yeah, gosh. we have one one grandchild on the way. <clears throat> oh, how exciting! Yeah. Oh my god! I love it. That is so sweet. I love it when we can all get together. But being spread out, you know, it, it's hard for us to get together. Uh-huh. Back a few years ago, when we when we all got together, there were twenty two of us in my house. <laughs> Oh wow! It was, it, it was fun. It was fun. I bet. Oh, how sweet! That is really, really cool. I know you're a reverend, correct? That is correct. And how did that come about? Well, you know, I've been working in the church for a number of years. I was uh, I was ordained as a deacon, uh, and I was a teacher, and it just you know the. The Lord just laid it upon my heart. I, I, I ran away from it for a while, but uh, that's interesting. I, I had, I had a, I had a, it was a dream that woke me up. It was, you know, how people say that still small voice mm-hmm. woke to me. Yeah, and, and it, it woke me up. I had to get up, and I and I, and I went in the office and sat in my chair for a while, and and uh, it. it, it the voice said, you got to go preach. Mm-hmm. And uh, so after talking, you know, talking it over, you know, and, uh, and then I went and visited my pastor and and talked to him about it. And and uh, he said, oh, I've been seeing it for a long time. I knew, mm-hmm. I knew you were on your way. I love it. And so uh, I was... Uh, I was licensed in 2011 and ordained in 2017. Oh, okay. I thought a lot longer. I thought you had been ordained a lot longer. Isn't that interesting? So, did you have to go through a lot of training? And uh, not as extensive, extensively as as some folks do, but. My pastor has this, he has this, uh, this series that you have to go through mm-hmm. before you can uh, preach your first sermon. Mm-hmm. And it's an extensive, extensive study that you have okay. to do and uh-huh. write mm-hmm. and express yourself. And, and uh, I had to do that. It took me about six months okay. to, to do it. And uh, get it, turn it in. He grades it, and you mm-hmm. go in for your interview. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so that that 
I went through that process, and it's a and but it's a it's a lifelong it's a lifelong study. You're always studying. Oh yeah. Uh, I have this, this other pastor friend of mine. Uh, wanted one of the joys of, of my morning routine is I go to the Y and work out. I can't wait to hurry up and finish my workout because he and I are always talking about things and and we're. We're asking each other questions, and, and you know, and uh, if he doesn't look it up, I will, or vice versa. So we, we 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 sort of try to sharpen each other. So it's a lifelong learning process. Well, that is really really cool, really sweet. So, did you start preaching after you went through all that? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, are you doing that I, actively these days at all, or? Every chance I get. Yeah. You know, it's one of those things. I mean, it, that hat, I know, as I ask the question, it's sort of a silly question because once once that is sort of lit and you know it, you just are always about it. I know. I know because it's important to me as well, but I also know because I was in the mental health field for many, many years and then... I became a massage therapist and somebody said, well, what are you, what are you feeling now that you're not wearing your counselor hat, you're wearing your massage therapist hat? And I said, well, I'm, I'm still always therapeutic with people. I'm still always doing what I do. I said, the difference in doing massage now is I get to hear people positively moan. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of moaning and complaining so much. <laughs> well, well, they could be moans of joy or yeah. moans of pain. <laughs> it could be, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but really, you know, I know, I mean, it wouldn't, it, it, that's why I thought you had probably been ordained a lot longer because I've, I see you, and even when you and I talked, I think it was back in 09, maybe, or 08. It might have been 08, I think, when we spoke about the relationship connection and talking about the importance of relationships. And you had expressed at that time how deeply important they are to you and how much, you know, you really had a lot to say. And I just knew that spirituality was very important to you. So, you know, I guess in my mind, you you always were in that role. That's definitely true. Like I said, I I was I was ordained as a deacon in 1981. Mm. So I've I've been close. Uh, I've always, and then I started teaching in the church at a, uh, probably in the late 80s. Mm-hmm. Okay. Have you done weddings? I did. It wasn't a the real wedding, but I um, my uh, my grandson married at uh, at, uh, at the Justice of the Peace office. Mm-hmm. So, so a year later, he and his wife wanted they wanted the ceremonial wedding, and where. They dressed up, everybody dressed up, and she had this beautiful wedding gown on, and, and they wanted me to perform that. Mm. So that's, that's, that's really the only wedding that I've, I've mm-hmm. performed. 
and I think probably so is just whether it's whether it's formal or informal counseling, I know that's part of you. That, that's true. Uh, I really just want people to get or be the best that they can mm-hmm. to get the best out of life. You know, constantly, especially with kids, my grandkids now, it's, it, it's a constant trying to pass on the mantle, trying to do the, the kinds of things that my grandfather did in terms of talking about where you're going from here and, and gently saying to them, you know, life holds some excitement for you, but you have to be able to grab it the right way, you know. Yeah. Always trying to teach them those life lessons. Yeah, I appreciate that. And when you said earlier about um, honesty and how important you feel it is for people to be honest with each other, um, I agree, although I think that the one who really needs our honesty the most is self. Well, of course. You have to, and see, that's that's where it starts, because if you're not honest with yourself, then you're going to, you're not going to be able to communicate honestly. What if, uh, I'm trying to think of an example, because I actually don't know that it's always good to be totally honest with everyone, although I don't think it's wise to lie, but if somebody who you're not intimate with gives you, I don't know, gives you a a gift or something. I'm I'm just trying to think of what it might be, but gives you a gift or, and you know you really don't like it. Do you think it's always wise to tell the truth to the other person? Well, what's the other alternative? I had this friend one time who sent me flowers. Mm-hmm. And I don't like, I'm, I'm a man, okay. So, I mean, I know, some, <laughs> I, I know some guys like flowers, but I'm not a big flower okay. guy, you know? You, you know, I'm a, I'm a meat, potatoes, football, basketball. <laughs> uh-huh. I hear you. And, and, uh, and, but I had to say to this person, okay, enough. Oh, enough. He, he, he kept doing it? The person, I'm not saying what is the male or female. Okay, that's all right. <laughs> but the person for a, for a good while kept sending flowers. Yeah. And finally they got the picture. But, but. Yeah, now I get that. I had, to, I had to, I had to, had to be honest and say that. That's not. That's not what. what and I and, and I know what you're saying. It's, it's kind of like a hypothetical situation. I'm not going to call <laughs> use real people here. Let's say you have a uh, these two ladies, and they're pretty c- close. They're family members, mm-hmm. and one uh, likes jewelry. Well, they both like jewelry. They make jewelry. They put jewelry together. Uh, one is a more of a dainty kind of person, but the other one is a more uh, 
you know, likes big jewelry and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And the one who makes the jewelry sends the the the, the one who doesn't like uh, the big kind of jewelry. Uh, and my my uh, approach is to say, at some point, you're going to have to sit down and say, that is beautiful, but it's just not me. Yeah, yeah. I I hear you with that. I guess, to me, it depends on, is this an ongoing thing or is it a one-time thing? I remember somebody one time wrote me a poem about how they felt about me and I didn't like it and I actually said something to that effect and later on I knew that I really hurt that person because it was a one-time occasion where I never saw them again. But if it was an ongoing something... Uh, like what you described, I, I remember going to somebody's house and, and um, they asked everybody, um, we all spent the night, it was a kid's slumber party, and they said, oh, everybody, we're going to have some eggs and bacon. Well, I just assumed it was scrambled eggs, and I sat down and it was fried eggs, and I thought I was going to gag, and I mm. didn't have an opportunity to say anything because she never asked, and I I just didn't think we were you know, this was going to happen again. I spent that next night again, and the next morning she said, your egg is at your plate, and it was another fried egg, and I just, oh. And I never did. I never did say because I felt like it would have been rude. But to me, honesty might depend on, well, how much am I going to be around this person? What's the relationship? And yeah, Mm -hmm. many ways, many times, I think there is a way, particularly if it's an ongoing something, it's, it's a, there's a way to be able to say the truth without being cruel. Right, right. And, and that's, that's the, that's the part I think that, that's helpful when you can learn to, to be honest without hurting a good example is, let's say, a, a, a child-to-parent relationship. A what? Uh, child-to-parent. Okay. You know, some parents encourage their children to speak their mind. Mm-hmm. Some children are afraid to speak their mind because they, they don't know how to express themselves. Right. So... How can you express yourself to your parents when there's something that you disagree with or you don't like or you you are opposed to? How can you uh, express yourself to your parents and still be respectful? I think one of the keys is to say, I need to tell you something about me. Like what you said, I need to tell you something about how I feel it's not about mm-hmm. you. It's about me. Mm-hmm. I think that's real important. And a lot of people will hide behind generalizations and say, well, mm-hmm. you, meaning you, and this is true about everyone, and you and everyone should know mm-hmm. this. And these are the category, general kinds of things about life. Um, but yeah, I mean, to learn. But I also think 
that learning how to handle the dis-ease of blindness is important for other people. And I don't, I don't believe in answering everyone's questions all the time or, or um, being necessarily that educational person every moment that somebody <laughs> wants it. I really don't. And I, I really think teaching, at least to, you know, teaching about respectful boundaries, I think is real important. And I teach that, but some of the people, some blind people don't like it, and some special ed people don't like it. I mean, we're just supposed to be, you know, like pages out of a book. And I think teaching healthy boundaries is part of kids learning and anyone at any age learning. Let me tell you, let me tell you the truth about me, not let me tell you the truth about you. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And see, and that goes back to that honesty. You know, mm-hmm. you, 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 you have to learn to express yourself mm-hmm. in a way that, you know, takes it away from the other person that, that, that you don't. And I think people respect you when you can express yourself. Some, some people do, some people don't. I mean, there's always a risk because mm-hmm. some people aren't confident in, them, in themselves. Yeah, and, but, yeah. But you have to be able to express yourself and let people know who you are and, and how you feel. And I, you can't please everybody all the time. Mm-mm. But I think if you've got a, a person who is clear thinking, and they can they can respect you for for who you are. You know, my my best friend is is. Uh, it, it, I mean, I love him like a brother, and we disagree on a lot of things. Mm-hmm. But we. We have learned how to share our disagreement and still, you know, have a healthy respect That's for nice. each other. That's really nice. Yeah. I think some of those relationships where those hurdles have been crossed, they are some of the most meaningful relationships. They just, they're relationships that, that, are just so beautiful because it it could have been that there would just be walls and we see that a lot of I mean I think we see that around us a lot where people are not comfortable because of their disagreements and some people don't want to hear that phrase well let's just agree to disagree because that's usually I mean for many that's kind of a prelude into here we go here we go <laughs> it's going to be another big argument uh, but Really, to be able to do that and love that person and really feel good, and I mean, I can think of I can think of someone in ACB who I know we don't always agree, but I just still really think the world of that person, and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you know, I mean, I just don't think any less of them because of of where we've ever disagreed. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, that's just a wonderful place to be and just enjoying people. And that, that is so important. Oh, I had a, I had a couple of thoughts, but they, they Uh-oh. ran away. Oh, oh no. <laughs> I'll be quiet a minute. What was it? No. You were talking about your brother and how 
how you don't always agree, but how wonderful that is that you still are close. Well, now this this guy is not my brother, but I, oh. I, I love him like a brother. Oh, my, okay. My, uh, he uh, we've 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 known each other for uh, almost forty years, mm. and uh, you know shared a lot of experiences and gone a lot of places together, and you know and uh, we have some standing uh, 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 events that we go to. His wife and 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 he and his wife Peggy and I we there's like a couple of places things that we do. It's just just an annual occasion that we do in, mm-hmm. in addition to other things during the year. But uh, but we get together. Uh, we went on a cruise with them with with his family nice. uh, back at the beginning of the year. I mean. That was fun. Nice. But yeah, the, the the honesty part is 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 very important. Uh, in in trust too. Mm-hmm. You know, you you cannot have a successful relationship without trusting the person. Mm-hmm. Because the the deeper the relationship goes, the the more uh, intimate you, you become it's sort of a heart thing mm-hmm. and you bear your heart in a, in, a, in, a, in a relationship and how many people can you trust your heart with my mother used to say if you have five really close friends you're rich and now we have you know facebook and we have people saying they have tons and tons of friends and uh yeah you know i mean maybe maybe there are different people at different times in our lives that are really are there um but yeah i mean the ones where it's where it really works where there's that depth is so important and yeah Yeah. i think it is trust oh oh it it is I, i i really believe that that Trust uh, is so important because when you lose trust, you you don't have that go-to person. You you're, you're always sort of on pins and needles. You your 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 life is kind of disrupted. Mm-hmm. You don't have that confidence. Mm-hmm. Who can I? Who can I rely on? Mm-hmm. Or, and it makes you apprehensive because you can't confide in, in this person you thought you could confide in. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can't unburden yourself. I'll go back to your example when you, you said you, you felt like you needed some emotional mm-hmm. stability at that, at that time. Mm-hmm. And you're reaching out and, and you don't get it. You don't get it back. It really kind of makes you unstable emotionally until you can reach out and grasp, either pull yourself up or or, or get some emotional comfort somewhere else, you know. But it's so much better when you have somebody in your life that you can trust. Yeah, yeah, and... Trusting ourselves. I think trusting self is very important. And um, 
and knowing that, um, you know, there is that core, that core of self, self-knowing, self-being that's not about conceit, it's not about ego, but it's a deep sense of being comfortable with oneself. I think that's, that's very important. Oh. Okay, one of those things came back. You, okay. you, 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 touched, you touched on it. You touched on okay. it. Being honest, remember we, we were talking about being honest with, with oneself. Mm-hmm. You have to know who you are. Mm-hmm. You have to know your own tendencies mm-hmm. and what you are likely to do in any given situation. Yeah, there are some things that happen and you don't know how you're going to react. But in general, when you've developed uh, your own basic character and you're, and you're honest with yourself uh, in, in terms of, here's what I believe, here, here are the things that, that motivate me, here are the things that define my character, and in most situations, I, I, I can't vouch for an emergency situation, but in most situations, Here's who I am, and if I'm confronted with a certain uh, aspect of life, generally I'm going to react this way. Mm-hmm. And 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 in that knowing yourself, then you're able to reach out to others and say, without a doubt, this is who I am. Mm-hmm. This is what you can expect from me because mm-hmm. I know myself. What have I not asked you, or is there something else you really have a an interest in speaking about? Yeah, there is. I, I wanted to touch a little bit on on uh, on intimate relationships because there's a part. There's part. I'll go back to my basics: communication, mutual mutual trust. I mean, mutual respect and 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 trust. But one of the things I think is the secret to a successful intimate relationship is, is the fact that if you spend your time, and this is both, both parties, if you spend your time knocking each other over, doing your role and making that person happy, mm. chances are, you're going to have uh, a, a successful relationship. Mm-hmm. And, and that is, you know, uh, and let's, let's just go to the ultimate, a wife and a husband, you know, mm-hmm. a, a husband doing his part to make sure that he does sacrificial acts of kindness and love toward his wife. And she, on the other hand, does the same thing toward him. Mm-hmm. And if they spend their time doing that, building each other up, caring for each other, chances are, you know, that's, that's, you're going to have a, uh, a successful relationship. I think that's Keeping I in think, mind yeah. the honesty, the honest communication, the mutual respect, and the trust. Mm-hmm. I think that's true. Uh, there's a group of us that often are in a group on Saturday night called... Um, the Power of Eight, and it's based on a book by Lynn McTaggart. And Lynn states in there that if you really want to heal faster, 
really pray for other people. Do good things for other people. Now, don't do it with that little thing in your back pocket of, oh, I know, if I do good for them, I'm going to get more good <laughs> things. No, don't do it like that. But right, genuinely right. self-forgetting and trusting yes. Trusting that good is happening for you as well, just automatically, yes. just yes. and look, you know, look the other way, but do good yes. things for other people. Think of other people, pray for other people. I used to not yes. like that when my mother would say things like that. It really is true, though. It really, yes. really is true. Yes, I believe that. I believe that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I hope people remember that. Uh -huh. you know, if you want, if you want a successful relationship, you've got to. It, it works. I mean, it takes work, yeah. but I believe it works for you. Yeah, well, it really is a partnership that way. You know, it really mm -hmm. is investing into a partnership that way. And, um, you know, and, and well, I'm happy for you and Peggy. I know that having each other is so special. And I've not really had a chance to talk with Peggy much, but I... I uh, appreciate that she just was helping to get us going, and, and so please give her my, my very best. And All right, and I thank you for, uh, for having me on. Well, it's a pleasure. Now, I, do you want to give out any contact information for people to find you? Sure. Email me at megarrett4443 at sbcglobal.net. All right. Well, wonderful. Well, thank you so much, Michael. And if you ever think that I can be helpful to you um, in this fashion or any other, you just, you know where to find me, okay? All right. It's really great to get to spend time with you. It's been great, Debbie. All right. We'll thank see you. each other soon. You bet. Here is the schedule for On the Inside Track on ACB Radio Mainstream. All times are listed in Eastern and Pacific. Monday, 3 a.m. and p.m. Wednesday, 9 p.m. Thursday, 9 a.m. 3 a.m. and p.m. On the Inside Track on ACB Radio Mainstream. Brought to us by the American Council of the Blind. Hey, thanks so much for listening to another edition of On the Inside Track.